Hello friends, I'm back. Your friend Sandy is back. First of all, I'd like to thank all my family, friends who are now family, and all my profession and personal connections who really encouraged me to make another podcast. And here I am uh, today presenting that. And when I say thank you, my heartfelt gratitude to everybody who got me from zero to 48 listeners. I know in this world of social media where we have millions and zillions of likes um, and people following each other, 48 seems to be a very uh, small number. But for me, it's a huge number because um, 48 listeners listen to my podcast for four minutes and which is equivalent to over 192 minutes and that is around three and a half hours. So all of you together gave me three and a half hours out of your busy schedule, wherein in today's world, nobody has even three and a half minutes to spare. So it means a lot to me and um, with your encouragement and your candid feedback on my first podcast, gets me so far here with the second one and when I say candid feedback people were definitely uh, very open about the fact that the entire podcast was well delivered but the ending looked a little abrupt so I'll make sure that uh, I did not repeat those mistakes. Fine so today's podcast is um, very special to me and I think it, it would be a lot of meaning to everybody who will be listening uh, to me today because at some point or the other you would have come across that situation and I'm not talking about any any situation it is a situation where we are so hesitant in speaking while we are in public and we call it public speaking or we call it uh, stage fright or we even call it glossophobia or fear of public speaking as I said so the podcast is called Fight the Stage Fright. So why am I doing this? Because, you know, it's been over a decade. I've been taking sessions, training many professionals on presentation skills, how to enhance communication skills, and definitely public speaking is a part of it. So anything out of your shower which involves another person and a couple of other people there, is presentation skills which further leads to public speaking or you know interacting with people so with whatever knowledge whatever experience i've gained so far in these years i like to bring that on the table and when i say that there i'm teen there are numerous books in the market talk about uh, the ways to handle you know stage fright or that nerves right but today what i'm going to talk or get on the board would be a couple of um, ready reckoners or handy pragmatic tips which I think uh, are just based out of my experience and I've seen it has done wonders to many people right though Mike Tyson says a little bit of nerves is always good which keeps you in focus and in line so that's pretty good that we are nervous before any presentation or any public interaction but then too much of nerves can also distort the entire presentation or that speech now it's not only you I or my eight-year-old who might be going through this 
I know more than 90% of the population goes through this. And I think even it would be more. I mean, I don't know the exact number, but yes, every second person I meet is, uh, yes, at some point in time, I've, I, I've been going through that, or maybe I'm just going through that right now. So uh, I was reading it, and it said that, you know, stage fright or public speaking is the number one fear in the list of phobias of fear. You can go ahead and check it. And I couldn't even believe that. Second being death and third being divorce. So think about it. We, have, we are sure we would have been in that space or that platform some or the other time. Now, not only you, but then I can give you a number of celebrities or number of successful people who have suffered with this. And it's not a disease. It's just a momentary thing which we have to overcome and it can only be, you know, you overcome by being on this stage and hoping it goes well. So be that Warren Buffet, be that Barbara Corcoran, who is one of the um, top celebrities in the Shark Tank, uh, Mahatma Gandhi, Abraham Lincoln. I mean, the list is endless. You talk about it and they've been there, right? But they've handled it by joining some of the other classes or by you know rehearsing it one time after the other right so i'm sure we've had that jelly knees blurred vision butterflies in the stomach choked throat or a sweaty palms yes and trust me um everybody here though but i've been in this field and i'm still in the field of uh, human interaction and i think everybody does that at every point of the day right uh I, I still get the jitters. I still get uh, to go through that nervousness sometimes, but that's fine. That's natural, right? So we've understood what sage fright is. We've also heard about a couple of examples. Now let's see how to attack that or how to fight the stage fright. So um, I would say they're very, very simple tricks to do that. There's no rocket science, but sometimes simple things are difficult to follow, right? Because we think they're too simple, but trust me, these are gonna work. So the first one I would say is, people feel caffeine is gonna keep you awake during the presentation, yes. I would say for some presenters who've been really seasoned, who've been there several times, right? Coffee might help them, or caffeine might help them, but then, you know, most of us who are a little skeptical about uh, getting on the stage or facing the public or getting into a conversation, they feel uncomfortable, never have coffee before the uh, conversation or a talk or a speech or a performance. Make sure have water, no caffeine, please, right? What happens is it's going to um, increase your blood circulation, adrenaline flow, and that causes discomfort. You'll see, um, you'll start perspiring or sweating more. We don't want to, we don't want people to know that we are nervous, right? It's fine. We can handle the butterflies uh, inside us, but we really don't want them to fly outside and people to see that. Now, the second thing is, I know um, we get tense, the muscles get tense when we are stressed and we are nervous. So the best way to fight that is hold a marker, not an open one, but a closed one, right? A Sharpie, which is closed lid. 
uh, hold it in your hand uh, around your thumb and whenever you're talking and you feel you're getting stressed just press it so all the tension in your body goes there right and nobody will be able to see that because holding a marker in front of the class or holding a marker in front of public where you're giving a presentation is natural right or you can even hold a pen a pen not with an open lid and don't hold a pen which makes noise right the click noise don't do that right just make sure be sensitive and um, these are two very powerful ways to hide your nerves and making sure the stress is being channelized out from the right direction then i would say um, look for the smiley faces while you're talking to people right people who nod people who are secretively your friend who are just trying to make you comfortable who are you know trying to understand what you're saying right the listeners the smiling faces uh, that will bring you to rest and you're going to feel comfortable all right now the fourth one i would say is rehearsal practice so there's no substitute to that people say perfect practice is important it is right not just practice makes the man perfect but perfect practice makes the man perfect so your rehearsal has to be so many times that you know uh, it becomes a second nature and trust me be natural you don't have to be verbatim you don't have to go word by word so understand the topic and research a little bit about it live on the topic for a couple of days if you know there is a speech on hand you have to give or there there is a presentation which is coming or there is a meeting which is coming just be well equipped with it read live that particular topic for a, a couple of days so that it becomes your uh, natural self right now uh, a very important thing in fact everybody knows that you know everybody craves for attention human beings crave for attention not only human beings but even animals you know when you come back home you must have seen you've had a pet or a dog or a cat the first thing they're going to do is they come to you wagging their tail and until you address that they would not be addressed right so think about it if pets can do that animals have that sense so do you know we and i i think i am um, giving a very lame example here in the era of facebook instagram and um, social media it is so evident and we can see that everybody craves for attention in the morning we get up the first thing we do is we check our profile and see how many likes have we got and if we've not got any likes we get so tense have have I not edited the photo correctly uh, is is facebook down or what uh, is the internet working or not so everybody craves for attention and that's how these social media sites are in uh, success uh, they're running so successfully because they know that that's the core of human nature right mass loss theories everybody's read that everybody craves for acknowledgement now now people when you're giving a presentation or a speech or conversation apart from talking about what you have to say what's in it for them people who are listening to you audience you know in olden days there is a very um, strong saying which says stan kal patra the stan means uh, place kal means the time and patra means people so each presentation has to be so uh, well designed across threes these uh, you know three legs one is the place one is the time and definitely audience who your audience is and what is it they want to listen why should they spend that time here so this is a very important point while you are preparing your speech or conversation 
uh, a presentation, make sure it's around audience's needs, right, and involves them. That's very, very uh, important. And um, lastly, I would say that make eye contact. It's called a lighthouse effect. Uh, it's called a lighthouse effect, and that means that, you know, lighthouse, what does the lighthouse do? It moves around, and for every few seconds, it's in one place and then moves around. So 30-second rule. Look at everybody in the room and then move your eyes back from there. So form that letter M. That's called a lighthouse eye movement. So do that because eye contact is very, very important, right? And finally, the last one on the list is relax. That's fine. If you do not know answer to anything, you can always say, it's a good question. I'm going to get back to you with that because it's not important for you to know everything. So with this, and I think these eight tips which I shared with you, most of them are um, very practical and go ahead and apply them and let me know if that works. And this can be applied by anybody, your friends, your uh, children, you. Do that, get back to me and wait for my next podcast. So I would say fight the stage fright with charisma with confidence. Thank you. Have a great one ahead. Bye-bye.